And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Browser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called The Christian Journey. First, how did God create at the beginning of the beginning? Genesis 1-3 states that God said, let there be light, and there was light. So through speaking, God initiated the universe as we know it. But just as we know it, since God is greater than our comprehension, his universe is along the infinite elements, and we are finite. Next, if the Lord preserved the illustration of the power of his speech— in chapter one of his writings, then there are strong reasonings that there is a purpose for us to see. What might that purpose be? Life and death, light and darkness are connected to the tongue's power and to speech's power. His speech breathes life, which we understand from his word, and our speech should follow the image of our creator. Finally, there is talking to God, spiritual enemies, ourselves, and other people. These areas require the natural witness of two ears and one mouth. But it can go even deeper than that. Our words manifest who we are. Uh-oh. It helps us understand the pathway we are walking in. Uh-oh. In our speech, it is supposed to be seasoned with grace. Colossians 4, 6 says, Let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. Is that how we are? Or is our speech seasoned with gravel? David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations. My life's insanities and oy vey, so much more. We're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show live. Really? Yeah. 214-210-8483. We don't think anything will happen. I don't think you'll get hurt or anything. 214-210-8483. Or you can call us. 972-445-0770. That's 972 972- Four four five zero seven seven zero. When you call, nine seven two, four four five zero seven seven zero. You will be talking to Dynamite 
D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a dynamite. <laughs> dynamite! All right, talking to Dynamite D, that's like you dealing with a company, and a company found an error, and it leads to you getting a credit. Great. Great, right? Oh, we made a mistake, Mr. Spoon. We owe you $900. Yes, you do. Oh, wow. Give it to me. Yeah, I'm not talking about five cents here. I'm talking about serious. Serious mistake. All right. Uh, bottom line, if you've got an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, you have that opportunity to engage with us. You can do a praise report. We'd love to hear that. Love to hear that shared. You ha- you can share a prayer request. We love that, too. That's just so much fun because we gather together as one petitioning God, waiting to see the great hand of God as it manifests in our lives and in the lives of others. It's awesome. And it can be anything that's going on. It's not a kvetch fest. You know, it's like, oh, I saw the State of the Union and I didn't agree. It's the one thing I'll tell you about the State of the Union. If you were a Democrat, you loved it. If you were a Republican, you hated it. <laughs> it's just like what? I just answered 98.5% of all things regarding it. That's just it. Did I watch it? No. I was trying to find the Three Stooges. <laughs> I forgot it was on. Yeah, well. Yeah, I haven't watched. I, I don't watch that or like. Grammys or I don't watch I don't watch I watch Green Acres. Green Acres is the place for me. Okay. Uh, also, by the way, we also do this other funny thing. It's really a classic. We do this thing called trivia. It gives you a chance to engage with us. Who washed his hands in front of the crowd to show that he was not responsible for Jesus's death? Who washed his hands in front of the crowd to show that he he was not responsible? For Jesus' death. I take no responsibility. 972-445-0770. Also, you can text in 214-210-8483. Also, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. We do have somebody calling in. So that's that's a good thing right there, calling in, right? Okay. Important thing, give people a chance to do that. I do want to remind you two or three quick things. One, you're supposed to be praying for your Feb buddies. Okay, we'll get to that call in just a split second. So, Feb buddies, don't forget to be praying for your Feb buddies. I'm just reminding you, it's what we do remind each other, kind of encourage each other, you know, kind of push each other in that direction. Number two, don't forget on the website, there are podcasts, oh, plenty. And when I say oh, plenty, 3,500 hours of podcasts. I mean, if you need a subject, you can ask me. I'll be glad to kind of point you in a couple directions. You know, we covered a lot. It's 3,500 hours. That's a lot of stuff. Just shows you I can talk forever. Uh, We do have somebody who's ready to answer the trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. This is Will. Hey, how are you? I'm great. I hope you're more better. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking, bro. I appreciate it. All right. Classic, straightforward question. Ready? Who yeah. washed Who washed his hands in front of the crowd to show that he was not responsible for Jesus' death? Well, uh, that would have been Pilate, but yeah. I beg to differ about his that is right. So you were right on two points. You got it right on pilot. The dude drives a plane. He's a pilot. But here's the thing. Why? Say say what you said again. Say that last part again. 
I said, I differ on him not being responsible. He was trying to abdicate his role and claim he wasn't responsible, but he was. He was responsible. Let me tell you this. I got to say this. I've been wanting to say this for a while. He was responsible. The Romans were responsible. The yep. Gentiles were responsible. The Pharisees yep. were responsible. Yep. Everybody, the Jews were responsible. Everybody was responsible because we all sinned. We are all responsible. And the chief priest. That's right. Exactly. So everybody, did we sin? Yep. Okay. We're, we're part of that. <laughs> we're part of the reason. That's it in a nutshell because he came to redeem us all from everybody owes in this situation. That's what's so amazing about that. Excellent job, my brother. Very, very good work. I appreciate it. And you have a blessed day, sir. All right, you too. God bless. Bye-bye. Excellent, excellent job. So if you really want to get into the depth of it, by the way, if some people do, you go to Acts 2 and 3. There's just this fabulous portion where where Peter indicts everybody. like yeah i guess it's all of us okay there you go all right let's uh, move on great job there let's go into this text i want to make sure you understand this i i know i'll, I'll you can never do the word of god justice on a curve any person says i know what they think but they're wrong uh genesis ready one genesis one three six and nine ready there you go this is real short right and god said let there be light and there was light Verse 6, and God said, let there be a vault between the waters to separate water from water. And God said, verse 9, let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. And it was so. Now watch. Hebrews eleven three. by faith we understand that the universe was formed at, the God's, at God's command. By faith, we understand the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. In other words, God spoke matter into existence. And you think, well, that's actually, that's not possible physiologically. It's exactly what happened. God spoke and it became so. You could say, make a mountain. You'll notice that the mountain doesn't just pop up in front of you, but you're not God. And his words are so powerful that the universe, and people, you know, they have this argument, oh, there's only one, it's a universe. It's like, well, for God, it's a universe, but for us, it's probably a multiverse. I don't think there's anything weird about that. We know that's a a fact because God says, if you do this, this will happen. If you do this, this will happen. That already tells you there's more than one path and more than one result, so that would be two, so there's more than one. But in God's economy, it's all one to him, and he speaks, and when he speaks, it is so. And look at chapter 1, filled with God testifying time and time and time and time again. God said, and it was so. God said, and it was so. And so it was, and so it happened, and so it became. Because God spoke, and his words created life. Then you go into, can't miss this. Go to Proverbs 18.21. Everybody knows it. The tongue has the power of life and death. And you think, wow, but not to the same level of God. You're right. 
not to the same level of God. And for people to say it is, is ridiculous. Okay? And then if you have so much power in your speech, go start a universe. Okay? That's not what it's talking about. But it does tell you this, that by our words, we can lift somebody up and speak life into them. And by our words, we can shut somebody down and kill them. You know, just by using your words. And you think, well, no. Let me, I'll confess, but be careful. I've said things at the wrong time in the wrong way to my wife. I've spent hours, days, weeks, and months apologizing. The point is that sometimes you say the wrong thing, it comes out, and guess what that does? It creates a death. It shuts stuff down. Well, guess what? You have that power. You have that power to shut somebody down. And you have that power to lift somebody up. Now, there's some people that should be shut down. Their, their words should be knocked. You know what I'm saying? It should be, though. But sometimes uh, for you and I as Christians, we speak things to people that are close to us, and we're not always aware that our words can be like knives. And they cut deep. And we make people bleed on the inside. That's what it's talking about. Ow. Boy, Dave, I hope this message gets cheerier. Eh, don't bet on it. <laughs> That's my comment. All right, well, take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. What happens when he stops following Christ? You stop following him. And what about 2 Corinthians 2.14? Not that we rule over your faith, Paul said. What? Not that we rule over your faith. So this whole notion that there's this authority structure and that people have to obey because if they don't obey in every nuance, they're going to be, you know, zapped or whatever. Ours was better. You know what our story was? Ken told the story about past congregations he had how, about people who disobeyed him and spoke evil about them and how God killed them. That's what he told us. 
In fact, it was true that somebody out of the 110 people out of his three previous churches, let's just, we'll just leave that there, uh, uh, one person did die. Wow, one out of 110. They picked up a hitchhiker on their way to Flagstaff, Arizona. Hey, I pastored in Flagstaff. And uh, the hitchhiker ended up killing the guy because the guy was a mental case. But uh, can use that after his church was closed 15 years later saying, see, what? What? But we were too dumb to know. So now you have the same guy that told us how to attack a Christian leader, telling us we can no longer attack Christian leaders unless he, the anointed of God, gives us permission. He's in charge, and we can't challenge him or question him. And, oh, by the way, if we talk about the anointed or touch the prophets of God, God will kill us, and he's him. So I, I, he's, he's the one of the anointed, so we can't touch him. Even though none of that is scriptural, none of that is right, and all of that is wackadoodle. Sometimes Welcome back Sometimes to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. We hope that you are in some way, shape, or form being blessed by the show. That's our desire. Here is, now this is a great question, but the hint is just so good. You got to listen. The hint will help you. All right. Who taunted Jesus by saying that if he was the son of God, he should come down from the cross? Who taunted Jesus by saying if he's the son of God, he should come down from the cross? First, 972-445-0770 is the number to call. 214-210-8483. That is the text. Then David at hemustincrease.org is the email. Your hint is this. This person, Alan Ludden, or Luden, but Ludden, hosted a game show. The first half of the name of the game show is your big Clue. <laughs> okay, that's your big clue. Alan Ludden hosted a game show back in the day. It had a, you know, all of them have titles. In this title, first half of the title will tell you. Now, many people are like going, what? I'll give you another one in a minute. But these are words that will help you identify the person. Or, I'm sorry, the group, I should say, not the person, the group. Okay. The group. Okay? And I promise you, you will get this. And if you call in and you're not sure, I promise I will get you there. <laughs> uh, do we have some? That's, that's probably a tough one. Okay. Uh, now, I'm going to do a joke that I have put off six times on this show. I've switched this joke out. It's not that funny of a joke, but I try to be a little sensitive. I, I know it's hard to believe I have any sensitivity in me, but, okay, okay. This is just a silly joke. There is no truth to it. There's no theology in it. There be nothing. Did you get that? I just, I just want to make sure everybody understands 
There be nothing. It's just a joke. Don't take offense. Don't go, you shouldn't speak of such things. Don't do that weird stuff. It's just a joke. I'm going to tell the joke. So first let me tell the joke, and then we'll have the person jump on. An intrepid photographer went to a haunted castle determined to get a picture of a ghost which was said to appear in a physical form only once in a hundred years. Not wanting to frighten off the ghost, the photographer sat in the dark until midnight when the apparition became visible. The ghost turned out to be friendly and consented to pose for one snapshot. The happy photographer popped a bulb in his camera and took the picture. After dashing into his studio, the photograph, the photographer developed the negative and groaned. It was underexposed and completely blank and he said the spirit was willing but the flash was weak <laughs> how, how apropos for a sound effect <laughs> it's just amazing right I think that was a pretty good one, though. Actually. Yeah, the spirit was willing, but the yeah, flash like was weak instead of the flash. Come on! If you guys can't laugh at that, you should be – and you're just in mourning over the entire country because everything is falling apart. Uh, somebody's ready to answer a trivia question? Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is your brother Ace. Hey, brother Ace. How are you, my good friend? Hey, I'm doing good. Doing good. I'm blessed, man. Blessed, man. Uh, uh, that's so great to hear that you're blessed. And we've been praying for you. I want you to know we're not going to stop praying for you. And want to make sure you're doing all right physically. I'll be glad to pray for you again. How you doing on the physical realm? Okay? Up and down? Where's been, that? Yeah, yeah. healing's uh, taking place and uh, enjoying the soul. Yeah, we're doing good. We're doing good. Soul, body, spirit. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's awesome news. I'm glad. All right. Now, this is a tough question, which is why I was trying to give the hint. And if you don't get it, don't worry about it. You'll probably get it. But if you don't, I have another way to get you there because it is a little tougher than normal. Here's the question. Who taunted Jesus by saying if he was the son of God, he should come down off the cross? What group of people? Uh, you know, that, that is a little tricky kind of think about it. Uh, I know these say now say, but you can't. Oh, anyway, yeah, I'm going to say Roman soldier. Oh, say that again? The Roman soldier. Okay, now, all right. So that's not that that's incorrect, but I want to help you on this. The people, what's the opposite of fail? In other words, I okay, or what's the opposite? Uh, when you take a test, you either fail it or you. Uh, yeah, password. Okay, yeah. So uh, that's the word. I... So the, the, pass, the people that pass by. Those are the people that pass by are the ones that said, hey, yeah, yeah, you're such a hot shot. Why don't you just come down off the cross? It's the passerbys. So that's what I wanted you to get to. So there you go, the passerbys. And here's a, an amazing thing, Brother Ace. People that pass by Jesus don't mm -hmm. think he ever came down off the cross. They, don't, they don't ever see that he rose again. Well, there's people that are lost, people saved. So yeah, there you go, you go brother. Yeah, yeah that's a, that's a, that was a, I, I do remember that. I was thinking about the Roman. Yeah, and so that would have been a good one. And the, 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 the son of God. 
Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's a good one. That tricked me off there. Got me, got me in place. Long. But uh, it humbles a person to do wrong sometimes. I mean, to think wrong. And, you know, I see, I, I've seen some humble spirits around him. Boy, they're ugly. Uh, ugly spirits, I mean. Um, yeah. You know, that, oh, that's why I gave the Alan Ludden clue, because he was the host of Password. Yeah, I remember now. That, there you uh, go. That, Get that. I, yeah, thanks for praying for me, everybody. And uh, uh, the union, either here on earth or in heaven, I hope we can all make that found worthy to enter into that kingdom. And uh, anyway, uh, uh, somehow we got to meet somehow down the road. Yep. And anyway, uh, so anyway, I appreciate y'all being there. Thanks for praying for me. All right, brother. We love you. God bless you. We, thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Great job. So we had a good job. Now, that was good one. That's a, now, that was tough. So don't get, you know, I told you it was a tough one, right? Right? And then passwords or the passerbys. Okay. All right. I'll make the next one easier. <laughs> People are like, the, the trivias are too easy. No, they're not. You just got to get them all. That's the key. All right. Let's get back into the text while we're uh, while we're doing this stuff before I lose my mind. Here we go on this next text. We're talking about words and the power of words. Here you go. This is the thing. Oh, this is the thing. There are four groups that we deal with when we're dealing with words. Did you know that? Did you know there's four groups? Can I can I say that again? Did, I just want to make sure everybody heard me. There's how many groups? There's one, there's two, there's three, there's four groups. You're thinking, what do you mean four groups? We speak to God. We speak to spiritual enemies, Satan included. Remember, Jesus said, rebuke you. Okay. Or Jesus quoted the word. And Michael said, rebuke you. We speak to other people, right? Do you speak to other people? Yes, you do. And you speak to yourself. Okay? You speak Now, you can speak to nature, but it's not really the same kind of thing. You can speak to your tree. I speak to my dogs. Don't get get weird. But what I'm talking about is just the power of speech in the content. I guess I guess in a sense you could really could apply animals uh, because when you speak, you know, powerfully and upliftingly to your dogs or to your animals, they do respond. But primarily, what I want to focus on is God, the spiritual enemies, ourself, and other people. Why is that important? This is why that is important. Ready? Matthew twelve thirty seven. By your words you will be acquitted, and by your words you will be condemned. I'm just thinking, well, first of all, that's lousy. <laughs> Second of all, it's important for us to understand why that's the case. Why that's the case is because our hearts communicate with our words, and our words manifest what's in our heart. So if you're a person and you speak a lot of bitter you're bitter. If you speak a lot of faith, you're a person of faith. If you speak a lot of discouragement, you're discouraged. If you speak a lot of hope, you're a person who's hopeful. If you speak a lot of negative, you're a negative. If you speak a lot of positive, you're a po- There's no way around it. You can't change it. It doesn't alter because it's like, oh, oh, oh no, no. Your heart reveals uh who you are, and that revelation comes through the words that you use. And all you have to do 
is record yourself for 24 hours. Just take your phone, get a, one of those record apps, record all the words that you say that goes only by motion or that only goes by sound, and you'll find out what kind of person you are. And you think, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you trying to tell me that the words that I use kind of define who I am? Sure. They'll tell you where you're at. They're an excellent gauge. They're not the end result. The how you speak now might not necessitate how you speak tomorrow, and it doesn't necessitate how you spoke yesterday. But just hearing this, you and I know that if Jesus was in the room teaching and he said to you, by your words you'll be justified, by your words you'll be condemned, and you said, well, why is that? And he said, because it reveals your heart, you'd be like, wow. I got to be careful because we are at war with our words from time to time. And we've got to be careful. Sometimes even the scripture tells you to be careful about making premature commitments and things of that nature. Proverbs 6, 1 through 2 says, My son, if you've put up security for your neighbor, if you've shaken hands in a pledge of stranger, you've been trapped by what you said ensnared by the words of your mouth. You can trap yourself by what you say. You can ensnare yourself. You can put yourself in bondage. You can speak to yourself so often about how bad you are and negative you are. That's all you are is bad and negative. You just can convince yourself. Remember, life and death are in the power of the tongue. But it doesn't say just for other people. For you too. And your own words, your own words can trap you. They can ensnare you. They can bottle you up. They can quench your faith. Your own words to yourself. You know what's amazing is you speak once, but guess how many times you hear it? Twice because you got two ears. And if you say you're a loser and speak that out of your mouth, you hear that twice. First of all, you're not a loser. You're a child of the Most High God. And so if you notice yourself speaking things that are really against yourself, you need to speak the truth. Because the truth will what? Set you free. Not only are you not a loser, you are so precious in the eyes of God. You are so excellent in the eyes of God that the only amount that you can be understood to be worth is the blood of Jesus Christ. Now, just tell me this real quickly. How valuable is the blood of Jesus? Because that's what God paid for you. So you've got to be careful. we got to be careful. And I know, you know, speaking to others, it's an excellent gauge as to where you're at spiritually. Speaking to God, excellent gauge. But I'm just talking about you talking to you. Because no matter what you say to me, self-talk is one of the most powerful elements that takes place. And when you say to yourself, you're bad, you're a loser, you're worthless, you're an utter failure, you're just trapping yourself you're just beating yourself up the irony is that god is right next to you going that's not true that's not how i see it that's not my view that's not my take stop speaking to yourself death stop that stop it 
I will take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Can't stand the skill, can't stand the shame. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no baloney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. Only takes a minute. We're just joining our faith really together, believing that God's graciousness is here for this. Father, we come before you and we ask you in the name of Jesus, with help from the Holy Spirit, that you would touch in our audience those people who are physically hurting. There are some where their pain is really intense on a regular basis. It's just very, very draining. And we ask that you would give them strength and you would renew them and you would empower them, but most of all, that you would heal them and you would touch their physical bodies. And even if it can only be for a short period by your determination, we ask that that would come for them and they would get that relief. And for those that are just drawing closer to you, that there would be some great sense of comfort, some great sense of wisdom and trust, but heal those who are hurting from the smallest item to the deepest and most serious element. Nothing escapes your notice. So minister to those people by your grace and by your mercy, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. The David Spoon Experience. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Here you go. Here's your trivia question. Pilate had noticed, had a notice fastened to the cross stating the charge against Jesus. Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. In what three languages was it written? Woo-hoo-hoo. Woo-hoo-hoo. 
I told you, sometimes they're hard, right? Pretty it, tough. Here's, here's your first one, okay? One of those languages you would understand, and I would understand this is, they're the ones that came up with summa cum laude, cum laude, laude. Okay. <laughs> that should help. Right? Another one of those languages. It's all blank to me. Okay. <laughs> See if you can figure this out. All right. Ooh, Eric coming in with a strong one. Very nice. Uh, that's, a, that's tough, too, because we're going to send people there. But first, I want to send you to the website, just so everybody can know. When you're praying for one another, by the way, the one thing that came to my mind today is people being afraid. It's like, okay, you know what? we got to stop being afraid, right? Not just fear, but afraid. Like, stop being afraid. You don't have to be afraid. God is with you. He loves you, and he's for you. So uh, I just want to encourage you in that. Plus, I'm going to send you up to the website. Don't forget that's a place where you can uh, fill out praise forms as well as give. If you are so inclined, please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. That is a diver diving off of a mountain, 450 feet in the air, trying to co- to win the gold medal without very much splash around him. While eating a hot link sandwich with mustard. <laughs> so, so he's going to eat the hot link sandwich with mustard as he's descending, and then he has to eat it before he hits the water? Correct. Okay. Just making sure we're all on the same page. Okay. Oh, we need help. Uh, go ahead and send the person through, please. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, this is your little brother. Hey, what's going on, bro? Okay, the uh, the answer is uh, is in English, Spanish, and French. <laughs> that is a classic answer. <laughs> All the things you had to take in high school. That's great. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> my brother. Uh, it was Aramaic, uh, Greek, and Roman. And uh, so it's Hebrew, right? Oh, Hebrew, Latin, Greek, and Latin, and Roman, and Greek. There oh. you go, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the thing. So the summa cum laude—that'd be the Latin—and then, of course, uh, it, it's all Greek to me. That was the—it's all blank to me. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. How you doing, bro? I'm doing okay. Okay. Any better from yesterday? Yes. Yes. Well, that's good. Well, praise the Lord yes. for that. You want me to pray yeah, over please. you? Let's pray over. When we pray over you, we pray over the whole audience. So you're kind of like oh, the conduit. Oh, yeah, pray over the whole audience. Okay. Yeah. No, well, you're I'm a conduit. I, I might for lose that. you because uh, my phone is giving me that vibe. So. Okay. All right, well, you hang up, and I'll pray for you as, as you're hanging up. All right, thank you. All right, God bless you. Stop. All right, Father, we come before you right now. Lift up our brother Samson and everybody in the audience that they would be filled with courage, that they would not be afraid. We don't have to be afraid even if the earth gives way because you are in control. And as much as we don't understand, what we do understand is nothing gets by you. Everything is in the palm of your hand. And we can rest in your faithfulness. And we can trust you 
because you have proven yourself faithful, faithful, and faithful again. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. All right, we'll do our uh, history uh, later, if that's okay. Uh, I want to go back to this one portion. Very, 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 very important. Yes, I know I've taught this before. It's, you know, we've done the show for almost four years. There's going to be some stuff that's repetitive. Have you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? There's a lot of it that Jesus didn't teach on love once, on faith once. We got to, it's the repetitiveness. Because why? I think I'm led to teach in certain things, or I sense that I'm being led, or I hope I'm being led, may be the better way to say it, because maybe I'm going through it and I need it. So I don't want you to get the wrong idea where I'm thinking, oh, you all need to speak better about yourself. Hey, you know what? David Spoon needs to speak better about himself. You might be thinking, oh, you're uh, arrogant and this, that, whatever. I have my challenges. I have my failures, and I need to be reminded like everybody else, man, I need help. I need to do uh, the things that the Lord wants me to do. All you got to do is shine yourself up next to Jesus, and you'll know there's a lot of work to go, right? All right. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 4, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. By the way, that's not the only text to say that abortion is a bad is a bad thing. That's one of 20. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Verse 6, alas, sovereign Lord, I said, I do not know how to speak. I'm too young. But the Lord said to me, do not say I am too young. Wait a minute. Lord, I'm just talking about some of my shortcomings. I'm just talking about some of my failures. I'm just saying I'm too young. God said, don't say that. Well, wait a minute, Lord. I'm not doing as good as I could be doing, and I want to do better, and, and, and I'm failing. I'm, I'm a failure at this. Don't say that. Why should you not say that? Because I got a message, a straightforward message. You say that enough to yourself, you'll believe it. And you want to know why it's so ridiculous? Because if you repeat a lie long enough, you tend to believe it's the truth, even if you're lying to yourself or in agreement with Satan. There is nothing that the Lord has set before you that you are unable to accomplish. Zero. And there is nothing in you that he looks upon and says, nah, I've decided I no longer want you. Nothing. He knew every nuance of every mistake and has known it all along of everything you will ever do and still chose you. You're not going nowhere. You're going in the kingdom of God, forward in him. So stop saying all the things that cut you down to nothingness. It's fine to be humble. It's not fine to berate yourself in such a way as to reduce your effectiveness. You know, there is a spirit of reduction. You should be aware of that. Because the enemy wants to reduce the people of God. He wants them to be less than they can be. Because if they're less than, if he just, if Jeremiah just goes on saying, I'm too young, I can't talk, I can't do anything, then I guess he wouldn't be a prophet, would he? Well, that's not the goal there. The goal is for him to be a prophet. That's why God ordained him. That's why God had him birthed. That's why God created him. There's nothing the Lord has set in your path that you cannot do. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's where it applies. And so what we got to do is stop cutting ourselves down. It's one thing to be humble and own your sin. It's another thing to sleep there. 
and put up a camp and put up a fortress and put up a mattress and get a little burner and get a little TV and say, I'm just going to live here in my stupid. That's an entirely different element. Own it. Fantastic. Confess it. Fantastic. Believe God forgives because that's what his word says. Right on. Don't live there. Don't live in those places. Some of you are out there and you're afraid this is going to happen. You're afraid this is going to happen. And fear is immobilizing you. And you're letting the enemy just pick away. Stop. You do not have to let that happen. Don't say that. Don't speak that to yourself. Don't live that way. 2 Corinthians 4.13 is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. Since we have the same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore we speak. Stop speaking things about yourself that are destroying you away from the kingdom. Doesn't help. And if you speak that way about yourself, it's not likely you're going to come up and say some awesome things about everybody else. It's just the facts. Don't get mad at me about it. I didn't, I didn't create humanity. But if you can't say anything nice about yourself after God has chosen you and spent the blood of Jesus on you, how are you going to say something nice about somebody else? Yikes. Right? All right. Uh, we will take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? Here is a DDD uh, entitled Custom Eyeglasses Used on Others. Custom eyeglasses used on others. First Samuel chapter 18, verse 9. So Saul watched David jealously from that day forward. Uh, stop. There it is. So Saul watched David jealously from that day forward. How do we see people in our lives? Saul saw David through jealous glasses. He put on these glasses. They weren't the ones from the Lord, right? They were glasses that had much more flesh in them, and then everything was tainted. This is what happens to you and I, and let's just do the honest, you know, those honest moments where we put on our glasses regarding, regarding some people because almost every time we get a communication from them, there's just something coming that's just low. This is going to be lousy. I haven't even opened it. I'm already dreading it, right? Have you ever gone through that, right? Or every time this person texts me, I'm not smiling after I read it or something along those lines. And it could be somebody who, you know, has got a spirit of complaining. It could be somebody that's got a, a spirit of pride. It could be any of those things, right? And you're just like going, oy vey, right? But you're not saying it much, but you know how you're seeing it. And that's custom glasses. You've already put the glasses on. You've already determined how it's going to be. You're already seeing it through that slant. It's not that they've never done anything. It's just that you and I tend to stay in those zones and see people that way. And so no matter what was going to happen with Saul and King Saul and David, David was going to impute evil motives to Saul's actions. I've gone through this with a professor. I'm just confessing. Right. I had a professor uh, before we started the radio show and my buddy in the in the process was a pastor, was my like a schoolmate. And he would write me and go, what's why does she, you know, jump on you like that? I mean, he was asking me. 
right? And I'm like, every time this, <laughs> this statement, I, I just and I just and instead of having any kind of change of heart or mercy, I was I was mad. But my anger did not work the righteousness of God. And sometimes people do that because of other reasons. It's not because of you. And we need to do a better job of not wearing custom glasses where we see the downside on people. So the question to ask is what kind of glasses do we use with others? And are those glasses approved prescription glasses from God? Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAMAN 770, the truth station here in Texas. I do want to make a good point. Eric made a great point, and we tell people about that stuff all the time. So in the New International Version, it does say Aramaic, Latin, and Greek. In the English uh, Standard Translation, it says the same. In the Berean Standard, it says Hebrew, Latin, and Greek. And so there's a little bit of it's one of those, it's one of those. Okay. So we give acknowledgement to him, making sure that he gets the props for that. <laughs> Why? That's how we do it. Come on. You know? I mean, it's like, relax. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. All right, here we go. Here's your – now, this one just should be pretty straightforward. Uh, where does the first – where in the first time – in the first time in the Scriptures, where does the Ten Commandments appear? What chapter does the Ten Commandments appear in? If you think you know the answer to that question, we want you to reach out to us and call – Nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text two one four two one zero eight four eight three, or you can send an email David at he must increase dot org. You can do that as well. We are going to do our history because I have to because I have it printed right here, and if I don't use it today, I don't get to use it. So let's do history. Let's go All right, so a couple of uh, weird uh, things on the holidays today, so nobody needs to freak out or anything like that. Today is National Iowa Day. Now, hmm. now, now, I will say this. You cannot get mad at me when I was doing a church in Flagstaff. I did this little, like, Johnny Carson kind of service, okay? <laughs> and so what I did was we brought people up from the audience, and we interviewed them in front of the church, and that way the church could get to know them. It was a lot of fun, right? And so we had this beautiful young couple that came in. They both came from Iowa, and they said this to me. So don't get mad at me. They said to me, you know what Iowa stands for? I said, I have no idea. They said, idiots out wandering around. <laughs> <laughs> Then they told me all about cow tipping. Oh, it was so funny. Anyhow, today is also clean out your computer day. I don't know what that means. It's uh, oatmeal day. Yum. You like big big oatmeal fan? Yeah. I like the bars. You got to eat that last bar, by the way. I can't have that it. That was for you. You got to have it. I give it to you. I grant it to you. Uh, today is opera day. Opera day. Most people don't know that there was a great commercial in the old days. Remember the opera commercial for Rice Krispies? That, that D's not going to remember this. No. No more Rice Krispies. You guys should know that one. It's <laughs> a great opera voice. <laughs> My dad sang opera in college. 
Isn't that funny? That's kind of funny. And then they took me to operas when I was a kid. Like, no wonder I would love rock and roll. <laughs> wow. Why would you do that? Uh, all right, 19, 1843 on this day, the first woman ever to buy life insurance. Isabel Chambers of New York became the first woman in the United States to buy life insurance. Oh, that's interesting. 1918, uh, The Stars and Stripes was published for the first time. U.S. Army newspaper, originally published for the troops during World War One. And then, uh, okay, I'm still mad at Disney, but I will say that 2001 Disney's California Adventure Park opened on this day in 2001. But I'm still mad at them because they're not being very cool. Uh, okay, that's all the history. We got somebody on the line. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? This is Gary. Hi, Gary. How are you today? Well, I'm making it. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good today. I got to do a lot of pickup of food after this show because we're low on groceries and Noel is doing the 13 hours a day thing between now and Valentine's Day. So I got to help. It's my turn. You know what I'm saying? All right. So uh, outside of that, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, uh, here we go. Ten Commandments. Where do the Ten Commandments first appear? It's in Exodus 20. That is correct, Amundo, sir! Exactly! Exodus 20. Exactly. Exactly. I study them regularly. Yeah. You know what's amazing is on my 25th anniversary, you know, I was telling you I was doing the, I do the prayer and the Bible. I've been doing an hour. And so on my 25th anniversary for not missing a day, that was my devotions on my read was the Ten Commandments. And so I got to study and get into it really in deep. It's really superbly fascinating, much more interesting than people think. So I, I, I just find it to be some of the greatest stuff ever. But that's an excellent job, brother. Really, really good work. Appreciate okay. that. Okay. I've been praying for all of you, and I'll continue to pray for you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. God bless God you. God bless all of you. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. Excellent job. All right. Here we go. Let's just uh, finish this off. It does not overly complex. You guys know where I'm going with this. Let's just watch this. Just watch these. This one. See, there's these proverbs, and some of these are just like they apply to other people, but there are moments where they apply to you. And I'm going to share one real quickly. So Proverbs 25:11, like apples of gold and settings of silver, is a word spoken in right circumstances. So you think, well, okay, but that's really applying to other people and giving them insight. You're right. It is. That's the primary focus. But I've been in a situation where my, I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, where your dander gets kind of like, I don't know, you get like the hairs on the back of your head stand up. And I have spoken to myself and said, be like Jesus. And just shut down the flesh. And you'd think, nah, no, really. I think it's really very helpful. I think when you're in a circumstance, I don't think it's just a self-help thought process. I think it's like it resets my mind for scriptural truth to get in connection with what God is trying to communicate and how God wants me to be. And so instead of trying to make something up or to make it overly fake spiritual or all this other stuff, and you can't say this because of positive confessions this, or you can't say this because... That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is speaking the truth even to yourself. It's not just what would Jesus do, but you are already connected to Jesus. You could be saying, I, I want to act like Jesus right in this moment. I want to respond with his wisdom. The worst thing that we do is take no time to think when we speak. 
I think most of us know what that means. The foot and mouth disease is pretty high in America, right? Some people do that on texts or Facebook or something. Deep breath it. Get in line. I don't think Jesus ever rushed to answer in order to be right. I think he walked in harmony with the Father through the power of the Spirit and spoke right. And I think that's a part of it. And sometimes my flesh can get ahead of me. Have you ever had that happen? (laughs) Yeah, I know you have. So maybe a little bit of wisdom in that is just to slow down, even in speaking to ourselves. Slow down. Take a deep breath. The universe will not change if you do not answer one second faster than you did. Get it? All right. All right, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Destroying everyone and everything we fight keeps the hungry giant. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.